0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Malari. Hope you guys are all having a beautiful Saturday morning, beautiful and sunny here in Boston. Really nice day out. Hopefully, you guys all get to enjoy yourselves and enjoy this weekend. Beautiful out, as I said. It's about 65 degrees already, so hopefully you guys have a great one. Gonna break down what happened to college football last weekend then give you guys a preview of some big games today in the college football world. So to start off... Tennessee, number six team in the country last week, 6-0, beat Alabama, the number three team in the country last week, now 6-1. 52-49 on a knuckleball field goal as time expired. Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker had a great game, 21-30, with 385 passing yards, five touchdowns and an interception, along with 14 carries for 56 rushing yards. He had a very good game on the ground and in the air as well. 13 touchdowns and one interception on the year now. And I think after that game, I think it's safe to say, in my opinion, I think Hendon Hooker is the best quarterback in college football. I truly believe he's the number one quarterback in this class. I know everyone talks about Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and Will Levis. I take Hendon Hooker over all four of those guys. I think Hendon Hooker is the best quarterback in this draft class. I'd put him at number one after that game. All five of Hooker's TDs went to Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. Hyatt had six catches for 207 receiving yards and five touchdowns with a long of 78. Unreal game for him. Probably one of the best games I've ever seen in college football from a wide receiver. Six catches and five of them being a touchdown for 207 yards. Just ridiculous. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young went 35 of 52 passing with 455 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Bama transfer running back from Georgia Tech. Jameer Gibbs had a very good game. 24 carries for 103 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns to go along with five receptions. There's 48 receiving yards. He had a good game. Probably one of the brightest parts of that Alabama football team. Bama had 569 total yards on offense. Two Tennessees, 567 total yards on offense. So, obviously, you can tell if there's 1,100 total yards on offense, there's going to be a ton of scoring. So, very exciting game to watch as a college football fan. Bama punted the ball only three times. Tennessee only punted once. So four punts in the whole game just shows every team was just going for it and scoring every single drive. Bama had possession of the ball a lot longer than Tennessee did, but the volunteers were more efficient. Bama had the ball for 37 minutes and 29 seconds to Tennessee's 22 minutes and 31 seconds. Obviously, at the end of the day, still equates to a 52-49 win for Tennessee. Michigan, the number five team in the country, 7-0, now 4-0 in the Big Ten, beat the number 10 team in the country, Penn State who's now 5-1, 2-1 in the Big Ten, 41-17. Michigan outscored them 25-3 in the second half. The closest Penn State got was after Curtis Jacobs' 47-yard pick six. Trailed 14-13 at that point, then honestly never really got back in the game, ended up losing 41-17. Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy threw for 145 passing yards and an interception, ran the ball seven times at 57 yards on the ground. Wolverines were led by running back Donovan Edwards. 16 carries for Edwards for 173 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Very good game for him on the ground. Running back Blake Corum as well had a very good game for that that offense as well for Michigan. 28 carries, 166 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. So obviously both backs had a very good game. Two touchdowns apiece, 173 for Donovan Edwards and then 166 for Blake Corum. Great game on the ground for that Michigan team against Penn State. The number 1 team in the country, Georgia defeated Vanderbilt 55 to nothing last week. Stetson Bennett had 289 passing yards with two passing touchdowns off 24 of 30 passing. Backup quarterback for Georgia, Cuss and Beck got in the game was 8 of 11 passing for 98 passing yards and two touchdowns. Obviously a great game for that Georgia offense. Georgia had 579 total yards versus Vanderbilt's just 150. No one really expected Vanderbilt to be in that game, but that's absolute domination. Outscoring them 55 nothing and then gaining them on offense 579 to 150 just wild how good georgia is this year all around offense and defense now i want to break down some of the matching games from last week in the mid-american football conference central michigan two and five on the year one and two in the mac now defeated akron now one and six and 0 oh and three in the mac on the year 28 to 21 last week central michigan beat them central michigan beat them without their star running back lou nichols the third he was out of the game Chippewa's quarterback, Daniel Richardson, had a good game. 13-21 to passing for 138 passing outs and a touchdown. He's had better games, but very efficient. Didn't throw any deception or anything. Had a good game. Obviously, he's put up better numbers in a lot of games, but at the end of the day, good enough to get a win over Akron last week for that Central Michigan team. Backup running back Marion Dukes had a very good game for Central Michigan. Marion Dukes went for 26 carries for 160 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns to go along with four receptions for 71 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown as well. Very good game for him in the absence of Lou Nichols III. Obviously, Central Michigan's offense is not the same without Nichols out there. But with Dukes in there, I mean, they played very well. He had a very good game. Three total touchdowns and 231 total yards on offense. Very good game for Dukes, and I'm sure he's going to get some carries today with Lou Nichols III being out yet again. Central Michigan had eight sacks of Akron's quarterback, DJ Irons. Irons actually had a pretty good game. Pretty good game considering he got sacked eight times. was 25-38 passing for 255 passing yards and a passing touchdown. Central Michigan sophomore cornerback, Dante Kent, had four tackles and three passes defended. Played very well in that game for Central Michigan it Has been showing great progress over the last couple of weeks now for that Central Michigan defense. Akron was 0 for two field goals wise, and Central Michigan was 0 one. So that's three missed field goals in that game. Both teams missed kicks, obviously missed opportunities to put points on the board. As Akron, with those six points, it could have been 28-27. It's a different game, obviously. In that case, you hit those two field goals. Next up, Toledo, five and two on the year. Now three and zero in the MAC. Blew out Kent State last week. Who's now two and five and one and two in the MAC. 52 to 31 win for Toledo over Kent State last week. Kent State opened up the game on a 21 to 7 run after the first quarter, had the lead 21 seven after the first, was outscored 45 to 10 after the first quarter ended. So in the second, third, and fourth quarters, they were outscored 45 to 10. Absolutely dominated by that Toledo offense in the second, third, and fourth quarters. Best game of his career, for Toledo quarterback, Daquan Finn. 16 of 22 passing for 263 passing yards, six passing touchdowns. Yes, you heard that correct. Six passing touchdowns for Finn last week. 14 carries for 87 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Overall, Finn had seven total touchdowns and 350 yards on offense overall. Very impressive game for Finn. Probably the best game of his career. Probably the best game of his life, honestly. Seven touchdowns, 250 yards, in a 52-31 to 31 win. Very impressive game for him. Toledo was also led by their wide receiver, Jerwan Newton, who I pointed out before, uh, had a very good game last week. Five catches for 125 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns for the Toledo offense. Kent State quarterback, Colin Schley, who will be out of the game today. They have a backup quarterback in for Kent State today going into today's matchup. Schley went 13 of 26 passing for 162 passing yards. He actually did not throw a passing touchdown in the game. Did throw an interception, but one good thing about Schley is that he did run the ball very well. 10 carries, so 56 rushing yards and 2 rushing touchdowns. Kent State running back Marquez Cooper had a very good game. 31 carries, so 166 rushing yards and 2 rushing touchdowns. One of the only bright spots on that Kent State offense besides Schley having the 10 carries of so 56 yards and 2 touchdowns on the day. Toledo Jr. defensive tackle Judge Culpepper led the team in total tackles with 10 and then also led the team of tackles for a loss with two and a half on the day. So very good game for that Toledo defensive tackle, Culpepper. And now I'm going to give you guys a preview of some big games in college football today and then some action games as well. I'll start off with some action games. Today's the, actually the last legitimate Maction football Saturday on the year. After this week, there's only a couple Mac football games next Saturday and then after that it's all weekday maxing games like there is every single end of October and November, which is my favorite part of the match. and The main reason I'm a fan of Mac football teams like Central Michigan, Kent State, Toledo, and Akron, all those teams I'm a big fan of because of the Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night matchups. I love having something to watch midweek, like a Tuesday night football game, and that's the main reason I started liking them is watching those games midweek. So Today is the last Saturday for the MAC. basically, as I said, two games next week. So I'm going to preview a couple of those games right now. Akron, 1-6 on the year, is visiting Kent State, 2-5 on the year at 12 p.m. today. So just about an hour or so now is kickoff. Akron averaging 18 points per game on offense while giving up 39 on defense per game. So it's going to be a tough game for Akron, I believe, in my opinion. Tough season for the Zips. Redshirt junior quarterback DJ Irons, who I mentioned a few minutes ago. Was twenty-five of thirty-eight passing against Central Michigan last week for two hundred and fifty-five passing yards and a passing touchdown. Kent State having a tough season as well. Not their best year. They were seven and seven last year, struggling this year. Two and five on the year in their first seven games. Lost last year to NIU in the MAC football championship. Obviously, the Huskies end up winning that game by a good amount. But to make the MAC football championship for Kent State was honestly impressive and a great feat for them. A great accomplishment. But at the end of the day, they are struggling this year. They showed some guts, though, earlier in the year. They played Georgia at the beginning of the season at Georgia in Athens. Very tough place to go and play, especially against the number one team in the country. They only lost a game 39-22, to showed a lot of heart in that game, showed a lot of promise as well. The most points Georgia gave up on the year is 22 points. They gave 22 points to Missouri a few weeks ago and gave up 22 points to Kent State. So very impressive for Kent State to be the team that has scored the most points against Georgia this year. Very impressive, they got 22 points against them. Georgia beat Oregon this year 49 3 at the beginning of this year. Oregon lost 49 3 to Georgia at the beginning of the season. Kent State only lost 39 22. 39 22 for a very small school in the MAC like Kent State versus a powerhouse, number 10 team in the country, Oregon, Pac 12 powerhouse, lost 49 3 to Georgia at the beginning of this year. So very impressive for Kent State being a small school in the MAC. I always say the MAC schools are very underrated. Very small schools. But at the end of the day, you can't underestimate them. They always come up big in big situations and make things exciting. That's why Maction is a legitimate thing. That's why it's a legitimate phrase. And that's why people like me love watching their games on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Something to watch. And I love football. Anytime there's a football game on, I will be watching. That's just who I am. So anyways, Georgia gave up 10 points in the first three games of the season versus Kent State. Kent State had 22 points. They had 10 points in the first three games of the season with one of those games being against Oregon. Very good team. Only 10 points combined in their first three games given up. Kent State ended up scoring 22. That's why I thought they were going to have a great season this year. I thought they showed a lot of promise in that game. Obviously, that was not the case, being 2-5 and five on the year. Still some games left to play, though. Who knows? I think they'll get a win today. One last thing I want to mention about that game, though. Kent State forced three Georgia turnovers. Two fumbles and an interception. Kent State only turned the ball over once. They won the turnover differential by two. Pretty impressive game for them in that defense. Quarterback Colin Schley for Kent State will be out today. So freshman quarterback Devin Cogman will be getting the start. We'll see how he does today. I got Kent State winning this game 37-24. I think it'll be a close game for most of it. I think Kent State pulls away towards the end of the game. I think they have the better team at the end of the day, especially considering they went into this year with higher expectations and have just underachieved and underperformed so far this season. So I think they get the win today. As I said, 37-24 Kent State is my prediction. My next game is Bowling Green. We'll be heading to Central Michigan. Bowling Green 3-4 in the air versus Central Michigan 2-5 on the air at 1 o'clock today. Central Michigan is coming off a 28-21 win against Akron last week. Star running back Lou Nichols the third will be out again today, which I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. 469 rushing yards and 6 rushing touchdowns in 6 games this year Four Nichols III. third He's having a great year. Big loss for them. He was one of the best running backs in the country last year and actually led all of college football in rushing yards last year. So that's a big loss for that Central Michigan offense. As for their quarterback, though, having a good year, Daniel Richardson, 1,724 passing yards with 13 touchdowns and four interceptions on the year. Very good season for him so far. Hopefully he has a big game today. As a Bowling Green, they've won two of their last three MAC games. Former BC quarterback Matt McDonald is their starting quarterback for Bowling Green. Having a very good year, 14 passing touchdowns and three interceptions, 1,367 passing yards and 56% as his completion percentage. Very good year for McDonald's. He also has 104 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown as well. So, shows some mobility. Obviously, six games in and has a rushing touchdown, or seven games in, has a rushing touchdown and 104 rushing yards on the ground. So, shows he can throw the ball and also move a little bit. For a BC wide receiver who transferred out of BC this past year to Bowling Green, has been their leading receiver this year in receiving yards. With 290 receiving yards of 22 catches and two receiving touchdowns. In this game, give me Bowling Green State winning this 30-26. to 26. I think it'd be tough for Central Michigan without their start running back Lou Nichols III in that game. Obviously, as I mentioned, they had a very good game last week without Lou Nichols III. Marion Dukes had a great game. 26 carries from 160 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns with four catches of 71 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown last week. So three total touchdowns and 231 total yards last week for Dukes, the backup running back for Central Michigan against Akron. I think today could be a tough game, though, for that Central Michigan team. So my prediction is Bowling Green winning this game. 30 to 26 today. So we'll see what happens there. The last MAC game I'm going to highlight is Toledo, 5 2 on the year, heading to Buffalo, 4 3 on the year at 1 o'clock today. Toledo has won three straight games, scoring 52 points in each of their last two games. So, obviously, as you can tell, very high powered, high scoring offense. They've been dominating the MAC on the year, 3 0 in the conference, outscoring opponents 142 points to 80. So, very impressive showing for them so far through their first three MAC games on the year. Averaging 38 points per game on the year, giving up just 22 points per game on defense. So that's a plus 16 average scoring differential right there, which is very impressive. They've been led by their quarterback, Taquan Finn, 17 passing touchdowns and 5 interceptions on the year to go along with 1,397 passing yards and 455 rushing yards and 6 rushing touchdowns. All in all, there 23 touchdowns on the year total to Quan Finn, wide receiver Jawan Newton having a very good year, who I mentioned earlier in this episode. I mentioned him a couple episodes ago as well when I was talking college football. 23 receptions for 465 receiving yards and 6 receiving touchdowns. And then wide receiver Jamal Turn having a very good year as well. 12 catches for 150 receiving yards and 5 touchdowns. As of Buffalo, they are 3-0 in the MAC as well, coming off a 34-7 win against UMass Amherst in their last game. Quarterback Cole Snyder, 277 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and two interceptions against UMass last week. Grad student wide receiver Jamal Marshall, 32 catches on the year for 471 receiving yards and five receiving touchdowns. He's the guy to keep your eye on today. Another grad student wide receiver. Both of these grad student wide receivers are their two best players on offense. Having a great year as well, 36 catches for 413 receiving yards and four receiving touchdowns so far this season. Give me Toledo winning this game. My prediction is 38-27 to 27 Toledo. And I'm going to break down a couple other football games that are just outside of the MAC. Big ACC showdown today. Syracuse number 14, 6-0 in the year. Heading to Clemson, the number 5 team in the country. 7-0 on the year at 12 o'clock today. So just a few minutes away. Both teams are undefeated on the year. Clemson is 7-0 on the year. Quarterback DJ Uangalele has 1,665 passing yards, 17 passing touchdowns with 2 picks. 4 DJ, 4 rushing touchdowns, and 337 rushing yards on the year as well. Running back Will Shipley is a sophomore for that Clemson team. 567 rushing yards and 8 rushing touchdowns on the year. Clemson's best wide receiver is Bo Collins. Sophomore wide receiver with 18 catches for 290 receiving yards and 5 receiving touchdowns so far. Junior defensive end Myles Murphy leads the team for Clemson on their defense with five sacks on the year. And then Antonio Williams, freshman wide receiver DJ Uyangalele, has been thrown into a good amount of late. 24 catches for 334 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns on the year. Syracuse having a great season so far, averaging 431 passing yards on offense per game. Quarterback Garrett Schrader has been terrific, 1,427 passing yards, 12 passing touchdowns with three picks, 300 rushing yards, and five rushing touchdowns on the year as well for him. So as you can imagine, he's very agile and also knows when to move up in the pocket and also scramble for a first down, which is very necessary in today's college football In the game of football nowadays, you need a quarterback that can move and try to extend plays with their legs, whether it's run for first down or obviously evade the rush and try to keep a play running. And that's what trade has been doing this year. He's had a great season. Syracuse running back Sean Tucker's had a great year as well. 644 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns for Tucker on the year. My prediction in this game is a very close game. I got Clemson winning this game. 30-27. 30-27. to Obviously, we'll see what happens. Strader versus Uyangalele. Very good matchup. Excited to see what happens there. I got Clemson winning this game, 30-27, to in a very, very close ACC matchup between two undefeated opponents. So it'll be fun to watch, obviously. Mississippi State, number 24 team in the country, 5-2 on the year, is heading to Alabama, number 6 team in the country, 6-1 on the year at 7 p.m. tonight. Mississippi State coming off a 27-17 loss to Kentucky. Junior quarterback Will Rodgers having a great season, though. 2,324 passing yards on the year. 23 touchdowns and four picks. Wide receiver Caleb Ducking has had a great year for them at the receiver position. 33 catches for 354 receiving yards and seven touchdown receptions on the year. Look out for him to have a good game today. Junior quarterback Emmanuel Forbes has been locked down in that secondary for Mississippi State on the year. Four interceptions in his last three games played. Five on the year now interceptions wise total. I think he picks off Bryce Young today at least once. That's my bold prediction for today's game. As Alabama, they're coming off a loss as well to Tennessee. Averaging 45 points per game on offense. They're going to score a ton. I think this will be a high-scoring game. Running back Jameer Gibbs, who I've mentioned now multiple times in this episode, has 88 carries with so 635 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns on the year. He's great in the passing game as well. 27 catches for 268 receiving yards and three touchdown receptions on the F for Gibbs. Very agile and mobile and very electric college football player. One of the best running backs in all college football. So hopefully he has a good game today. Sophomore wide receiver Ja'Corey Brooks for the Alabama team is the number one wide receiver. Had six catches for 79 receiving yards and a touchdown last week versus Tennessee. Overall in the year, 18 catches, 302 receiving yards and four touchdown receptions total. As a quarterback, Bryce Young, 16 passing touchdowns with three picks on the year with 1,657 passing yards. My prediction in this game, very high scoring considering both teams have good defenses as well, but I think this game is a 38-35 to win for Alabama. I think it's a very close game up to the end. I think Alabama pulls away at the end and gets a big W. So now we got a couple games left. The second to last one is UCLA, number 19 in the country, 6-0 versus Oregon, number 10 team in the country, 5-1 on the year at 3.30 p.m. So I mentioned a big ACC matchup between Syracuse and Clemson. I mentioned a big SEC matchup, obviously bes- between Mississippi State and Alabama. Now we got a big Pac-12 matchup between UCLA, number nineteen, versus number ten, Oregon. Oregon, as I said, five and one on the year. UCLA, six and zero on the year. Oregon will be the home team in this matchup. UCLA is coming off a forty-two to thirty-two win over Utah last week, averaging forty-one and a half points per game on offense. Redshirt senior quarterback for UCLA is Dorian Thompson. Robinson has been elite this year for them. 18 completions in 23 attempts last week with 299 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, and a pick against Utah. Had a very good game against them overall in the year. 15 touchdowns passing to two picks with 1,510 passing yards. Also adds in the run game as well. 42 carries to so 231 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns so far in the year on the ground. Redshirt senior wide receiver we actually transferred in from Duke and is a North Andover, Massachusetts native. Jake Bobo has been the best UCLA wide receiver on the year. Three catches for 22 receiving yards and two touchdowns last week versus Utah. Overall in the year, 24 catches with 385 receiving yards and five touchdowns. A very impressive year for the Massachusetts native, as Oregon 3-0 in the Pac-12 on the year, has scored 40 points in five straight games, averaging 42 points per game on the season overall. Former Auburn quarterback Bo Nix is the starting quarterback for Oregon this year. Obviously, Anthony Brown was Oregon's quarterback the last couple seasons, with him graduating now being with the Baltimore Ravens. Bo Nix transferred in from Auburn to go to Oregon. 12 passing touchdowns with three picks on the f4 Nix with 1,526 passing yards. He's having a great season. 40 carries with 331 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns for Nix on the season. Overall, 20 total touchdowns for him for Oregon on the year. Junior defensive end, Brandon Dulles is a guy to keep your eye on. Leads the Oregon team in sacks with five and a half. And then senior outside linebacker DJ Johnson has five sacks on the year. So they get after the quarterback. Give me Oregon winning today, 44 to 38. So now my last matchup is a Big 12 matchup. Good game here. Number 17 team in the country, Kansas State. Five and one on the year. We'll be visiting TCU. Number 18 in the country, six and zero on the year at 8 p.m. tonight. A great Big 12 showdown. So now I've given you a big Big 12 showdown, a big SEC showdown, a big... ACC showdown obviously gave you guys all the max showdowns. Didn't give you guys a Big Ten showdown to really look forward to. There wasn't really a big ranked opponent matchup in the Big Ten this week. As for the Big 12, though, it's a great matchup. I really like TCU in today's game. One thing about Kansas State that makes me wary is their offense. They're only averaging 28.67 points per game in offense, which is pretty good. That's not bad, but TCU's offense is so good and so electric, I think it might be tough for Kansas State to stay in the game today. Senior quarterback Adrian Martinez has been running a ton this year for Kansas State, 91 carries for so 546 rushing yards and 9 rushing touchdowns. He's only thrown to 900 passing yards and 4 passing touchdowns on the air, has not thrown a pick, but I think it's going to be tough for that Kansas State offense to keep up with TCU, especially with the quarterback that isn't going to be throwing downfield too much. Much. TCU is coming off a 43-40 win over Oklahoma State last week in double overtime. TCU averaging 46 points per game on offense this year. That's why I think Kansas State struggles today. Running back Kendra Miller for TCU has been great. Unreal season for him. 22 rushes and 104 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns last week. 578 total rushing yards on the year at eight rushing touchdowns for Miller total overall. Very good year for him. Senior quarterback, max duggan has had a great year has been shining in that offense 16 passing touchdowns for one pick with 1591 passing yards and 43 carries for 261 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns overall 20 total touchdowns for duggan on the year one last guy to highlight, senior linebacker for TCU, D. Winters has four and a half sacks on the year, number one on the team. I think TCU wins today 52-38. To I know it's a three-point spread in favor of TCU, I believe, but I'm going to go with TCU winning today 52-38. To I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game for TCU, as every Big 12 game is. Score a lot of points. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas State put up 38, even though they're averaging only 28.67 a game. I got TCU winning this game, 52 to 38. Anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good one. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you, guys.